Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Richie Thomas, Soldier's Coach, coming to you with uh, today's episode. Um, our, what I would do, my top 10 ways I would spend or invest my deployment money. Let's get right to it and roll that beautiful bean footage. Boom. Okay. Hello, hello, everyone. Again, my name is Richie Thomas, and I'm a soldier's coach, and my platform is to do one thing only, is to help our brave men and women in the United States Armed Forces mentally transition from a soldier's mindset to a business professional's mindset. Why? Because you cannot wear that uniform forever. We were trained for the combat battlefield and not the economic battlefield. And obviously, we are still in the heart of COVID here in 2020. And I know we still got people in the military um, at deployment uh, overseas and whatnot and who come still have to come home. Um, and some of them come home with a large amount of money. And I'm thinking about my story. So um, a little bit about me. I was six years in the Army. I was stationed up at Fort Bragg, airborne. <laughs> I was sent to Afghanistan um, at 18 years old. And I came back with a, um, thank God, came home. Um, but came back with all my fingers and toes, still healthy. Um, but I came back with a lot of money. Right, uh, an 18, 19 year old soldier with uh, six months of deployment, cash and uh, uh, combat pay and all of that veteran extra pay um, was amazing and horrible. Because uh, giving somebody 18 that type of money, um, it's no bueno, especially when we were not trained to manage the bag, right? We want to secure the bag, but we were never taught how to manage the bag. So I came home with, I think I had 12, $15,000 in the bank. Um, I was broke in 90 days. I was broke in 90 days. Why? Because we, we were taught in America how to secure the bag, but again, we never taught how to manage the bag. So no different than a lotto winner or a professional athlete who goes bankrupt um, in a few years. If you're never really taught how to manage it, it's kind of like, well, it, it's almost kind of pointless to have that money because you don't know what to do with it. So I was thinking about all the soldiers in the barracks, uh, Fort Bragg, Fort Hood, Fort Drum, um, in Germany and Italy, you know, all in deployments across the world who still have these financial issues. So I was thinking, if I could go back in time, what would I do different um, with my deployment money, um, extra pay, you know, hazardous duty pay and all that good stuff. So here's my top 10 of what I would do differently or if I was in today, all right? So let's jump right in. So number one, <laughs> I'm a big fan of a guy named Dave Ramsey. Uh, if you look up or you Google personal uh, personal finance, he's probably the face, uh, rightfully so, of personal finance. It's real big on saving, saving, saving. So I believe, you know, you got 70% of your income goes to expenses and just life in general, um, but 30% should be home with you. So let's try to save 10% for emergencies for tomorrow, for next week, next month, next year, and they're never gonna stop. And then we invest 20%. So I like to say you right is my number one your deployment money should go to you american express visa nike amazon they're good they don't need no more of your money i promise they don't they're they're good for life right jeff bezos great 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 grandchildren will never have to work they're good <laughs> so let's keep some of that money in house to you your family your legacy right so i like to save uh 20 percent 
or excuse me, uh, uh, in, invest 20% and save 10. So 30% of your income and really your deployment money should stay in your home, in your, in your bank account where you control it, right? Stop giving your money out in the malls and online. And Amazon never closes. They're good, I promise you. You don't have to give them any more money. Uh, Phil Knight is a billionaire twice over, as well as Michael Jordan. Um, they're set. You, on the other hand, still have to wake up and go to work tomorrow. So from a deployment, since you got all that extra scratch, it'd be nice to have some of it next year, next next five years, next, next, next decade, right? So saving as much as possible. I know it sucks. I know it's hard because uh, I am a natural born spender. If you give me a million dollars, I would probably spend a million and one. If you give me a hundred thousand, I'd probably spend a hundred thousand and one. I know, I'm working on it. And I look back now and I'm like, I cannot believe I spent all that money in 90 days. Would you buy a Dodge Intrepid? I thought it was a Bentley. Don't judge me. Cool. So you is where I would spend most of my money and invest it. Rather, I don't want to use the word spend, rather invest. Invest means it should have a return on that dollar. So keeping your money in-house is simply what I mean. Again, investing 20%, saving 10%, but just getting in the habit of doing so going forward is definitely my one through 20, one through 10. <laughs> Bit, right so that's number one number two um, a little bit more in depth is simply invest so everybody's got this you know the million dollar computer the iPhone in your pocket um, and everybody's favorite app all of a sudden is Robin Hood and we all want to invest 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 and we gonna get rich quick scheme the problem is um Robin Hood is not DraftKings it's not FanDuel um, and we treat it like that so we get a hot tip on a stock and then we put all this money and you, you lose it in 72 hours you have to understand like Robinhood is amazing it's awesome but it's it, it gives you access that you've never had before and what it what it's it what it really what is about is it's a brokerage account it's an investment account so 10 20 years ago you couldn't have a Robinhood because you had to have at least twenty five hundred or five thousand dollars to open up an account to go invest in the stock market and Robinhood was like nah we're not doing that we're gonna waive that twenty five five grand we'll let you trade at will so it allows the common man to invest in fortune 500 companies which is really really awesome but it's also really really scary if you don't know what you're doing are you certified in economics are you are we educated in economics are you experienced in economics you probably shouldn't be throwing money around in robin hood right i get it it's fun i, I love doing it myself but I, it's like a play money right i don't i don't do a heavy heavy money there so what I say invest, what I really want you to do is before we put throw money in Robinhood, I want you to get a financial planner, a financial advisor, somebody who's educated, certified, and experienced, experienced, experienced is a key word there, um, right? Because you get paid to manage and solve problems, not on your college degree, but who's experienced in the stock market and investments. If you don't know how to do your own hair, don't cut your own hair. If you don't know how to fix your car when it breaks like you're not a mechanic don't try to fix it if i have a cavity i go to a dentist i don't do it myself it's no different with the stock market like you're not an investor like you haven't been doing that for 10 20 years getting returns like do people pay you to manage their money then don't play with that right so that deployment money's there i mean you, you sacrifice from your family your time i mean put your life on the line like the smartest thing you could do is give it to an expert and let them invest it for you so find a financial planner you are not an investor <laughs> uh, a successful one right 
So if, if you are not, I don't want to make assumptions, right? But certified, educated, most importantly experienced in that the stock market economics, it, it literally is a science. If you're not a, <laughs> if you're not educated in that science, like don't don't damper with that. Your, your deployment money is too much for you to be playing around with. So find a financial planner, please, guys. All right. So financial planner number one, two, and three uh, for invest. Uh, Robinhood's distant. If you are, um, I'll just say this. So let me just kind of jump to the screen right quick here. Um, there was a very famous story um, a few years ago about a gentleman by the name of Warren Buffett, who we all know, one of the richest men of all time. He did a bet with one of his protégés and said, hey, his index pick could um, out-earn any of the protégés hand-picked stocks. And, and of course, the protégé stuck his chest out and said, I see your bet and I will wait. Um, we'll put up a million dollars. So that's what they did. They had this very famous bet that uh, Warren Buffett's uh, index funds, right, would outdo the uh, the handpicked stocks of the protege. And fast forward, this was actually in 2016. Let me zoom in here so y'all can see it. And sure enough, Mr. Warren Buffett earned back after 10 years. They let the money sit. He earned 854,000. The protege's handpicked stocks, Robinhood, <laughs> uh, earned just 220,000. So someone says, well, what is an index fund? I don't even know what that means. Please don't put your money in, uh, Warren, in, uh, in Robinhood if we're not there yet, right? So an index fund is this. It's basically a mutual fund with a portfolio of multiple stocks, right? So it's like taking your money and instead of investing it in just one company, i.e. Tesla, you can take your money and stretch it across maybe a hundred companies, which is cool. But imagine if you did that every check going forward. Imagine if you did that with your deployment check, right? So I did some digging and I was like, well, damn, what company did Warren Buffett, um, which index fund was it? And it turns out, they had it listed here, uh, it was the Vanguard S&P 500, which Vanguard is a very famous uh, brokerage uh, bank, if you will. Uh, S&P is Standard & Poor's 500. I found it on Robinhood, and this is where Warren Buffett <laughs> um, uh, earned $800,000 over 10 years by just letting it sit. So this company, right, this this uh, mutual fund, if you will, um, is a collection of hundreds of Fortune 500 companies. And you can just basically take your money and I can do $20 worth if that's all you got. I can do $100 worth. I can do $1,000 worth. So I would take my deployment money in here. Again, your investor is first. But this is where Warren Buffett put his money. This is the five-year return, the one-year return, three months, COVID, <laughs> right? Um, but this is how much money in the last five years. As you can see here, it's up 72%. This is what happens when you let an expert pick your stock, i.e. Warren Buffett. Is that my advice? No, a financial advisor told me, stop playing around in Robinhood and put your money in an index fund. Don't argue with experts, right? <laughs> so that was my advice, right? Do not put your money in Robinhood. If you do not know what you're doing, hire an expert, okay? Cool, so we got that. So number three on the list, oh my God. Do not buy a new car with your deployment money. I give you two choices. I give you a backhand or a fronthand. Do not buy a new car with your deployment money. You spent six months, a year, two years away from your friends, family, home, and the first thing you do is you go buy a car with it. That is probably the worst thing you could buy. 
because we have this whole uh, misconception in America, like your success is tied to your salary. So the more money you perceive to have to strangers, like you buy things you can't really afford with money you really don't have, right? That's not a knock on you, but let's just go to the board real quick, if we will. So what I was doing some research here, big research guy, um, the average car payment in America is $523, $523, y'all killing me. Your car payment shouldn't be more than $350. And even that's kind of tough depending on your salary. But $523 is the average? Let's dig in. But I'm not big on just the payment. I'm real big on TCO, total cost of ownership. In other words, what is that car really costing me? And the breaks down to basically after maintenance, after gas, after insurance, that payment really is not $523, it's $700 a month. How do we know this? We do a side-by-side -side comparison over three cars. And over the five years, they don't just talk about the price. They don't just talk about the financing. They don't just talk about taxes and insurance, but gas but and the maintenance. And it's over five years, and all we look at is the payment. And that is absolutely crazy because it's so acceptable, right? I come back to any military base after a deployment and I see 300 Dodge Chargers and 200 Mustangs. I don't know what the obsession is with Mustangs. Like, let it go, right? Let it go. If I had the money today, um, this is I think my wife's dream car. She wants a Range Rover, brand new, all the trimmings. Let's check out this sticker price here. This car, brand new, is $127,000. 2021 Range Rover, right? The payments on that bad boy would be $2,400 a month. Some of y'all will buy that with your deployment money. Here's the problem. This is just a payment. Remember we talked just previously about total cost of ownership. But my problem is even going forward, some of y'all will buy or do the eight year, seven year car loan because you don't have the full 127. Let's fast forward in 10 years or rewind 10 years. This is a 2011 Range Rover. So at one point it was here, 127. And now 10 years, that car is now worth $15,000. So you've lost $100,000 on one car in eight years. Pausing for dramatic effect. You've lost $100,000 trying to compete with people. Do not buy a new car with your deployment money. Here's one thing you could do instead. So instead of buying this $100,000 vehicle that's going to be worth $15,000 in the next 10 years, instead of buying or losing $100,000, why not make $100,000? How do you do that, coach? I'm glad you asked. So here is an apartment building in the state of New York. And in New York, in some of the rural areas, not just New York, across America, you can buy uh, a building that people live in, and then you can rent it out to them. It's called property management. And if I was in the military today, and I was on deployment, and I was getting back, and I would look at some different buildings of what I could afford. That Range Rover was 127. This building is 127. <laughs> and I did the math, because it's rented out, and there's a six units here, so it's uh, I think six one bedrooms and four, four two bedrooms and two one bedrooms. But I broke down the math. 
and I said, well, what's this really look like? So let's just go to the board here. So the income on that apartment building is $3,750. That's $3,750 a month. People pay you to live there. That's $45,000. Then you're gonna say, well, it's super expensive. Let's break it down. So the mortgage on that building is only $526. Your Range Rover payment was $2,400. So I can own a building in America for $526. So people will move out. Of course they will. It's an apartment. So you save up monthly for when they do. Minus, so that you got the income coming in, we subtract the mortgage, we subtract vacancy. I don't live in New York, so I gotta pay somebody to manage it. I'm not a handyman, and even if I did live in that building, I wouldn't be fixing it any damn way. Because that's not what I do for a living. So I would pay somebody to manage the property. Cool, then you gotta pay the tax man. The government's always gonna get his. His cut is 125. What about insurance in case some idiot burns it down? That's only 66 bucks. What about additional maintenance? Well, we can add or subtract a couple hundred here. Other additional costs. But that building brings in 37.50. After all expenses are paid, it brings in $2,300 a month. $2,770. Is that my opinion, ladies and gentlemen? No, this is a calculator. It's just math. So that building brings in $28,000 a year, which will buy you a car cash. Dramatic pause. Someone says, well, what if I didn't want to buy a car this year? I could buy a car in the second, third, or the fourth, or the fifth year. I mean, over five years, you could turn around and pay for one of these bad boys in cash. <laughs> do not do that. I'm just making a point. Um, you could buy a, an apartment building and pocket $2,300 a month, right? And this could pay for your, your car. But the smart thing to do, if I was in today, I would take this money and I would invest it in a second building. You can buy an apartment building in America for $100,000, ladies and gentlemen. So take your deployment money and buy a building. This is a four bedroom, or excuse me, a quadplex, one, two, three, four, in Cleveland, $100,000. The payment on this bad boy is $345 a month. It says here that the average car payment is $523. And you can own a building, an apartment building for $345. And pocket two grand. It's COVID going on right now. People are unemployed, losing their jobs. Eventually you can't wear that uniform forever. And I'm thinking about the half million soldiers who were unemployed last year, and the year before that, and the year before that. Why are they unemployed? Because they were trained for the combat battlefield and not the economic battlefield. So we see ourselves and we sell ourselves and we brand ourselves as soldiers. And soldiers don't get hired, business professionals do. So take your deployment money and invest in it, right? No car payment. Your car payment shouldn't be over 350. And even then, that's kind of high, depending on your your, your, uh, your salary, right? Where your rank is. All right. So number three was no car payment. All right. Number four, um, my personal favorite is training. Um, I would take that money. There's so much that we don't know uh, in the military. I could be trained again for the combat battlefield. We're trained tanks and planes and how to jump out of the planes airborne. <laughs> uh, but from a business side, there's so much we weren't taught. 
um, the investment properties, for example, stock market, uh, sales, marketing, finance, accounting, uh, HR, those types of things. Like a business is a repeatable process that makes money. If we were taught about the combat battlefield, like we're preparing to be soldiers for life, but you can't wear the uniform forever. So why not take some of that deployment money and retrain um, how to start a business, um, a marketing class, a sales class, a useful skill or trade that you could then turn in for, for more income. To be greedy, no, to feed your family because we're in COVID right now, but there's gonna be another recession in eight to 10 years because historically there's a recession every eight to 10 years. So why not constantly retrain? The military is amazing because we're always training at something. CPR, first aid, you know, motor pool Mondays. I hate the motor pool Mondays. Um, but why not be trained in something that can put money in your pocket for your economic future, right? Economic safety of the future. You should be able to pay your rent or your mortgage three to five different ways. How do I know this? The average millionaire has three to five sources of income. How many do you have? So let's take some of that deployment money and get training on an area that can add uh, value to our to our personal bottom line, to our to our uh, to our money at the house. Use that training to try and build wealth. That's what I'm saying. Cool. So number five, um, I just kind of said this already, but I'm gonna hit it again. Is if real estate strictly? I know I talked about no car before, but strictly looking at real estate, um, kind of just back to the board here. Let me flip back this on. Um, if we looked at one of these units, uh, this is one of my favorite ideas it's called house hacking. So ideally, um, you could live in one unit and rent out the other. So I could rent out this one, this one, and this one. I could live in here and rent out here, here, and here. Go back to the, our, our, our building in New York. We could live in one of these buildings, you know, after we get out, you know, or if there's probably one close to the base, you could live in one and you could rent out the others. Um, rental properties and just real estate in general is the number one form of wealth in this country and probably in the world. They're not making another planet Earth. There's only so much land. Get you a piece of the American pie. It only costs $500 a month. So real estate, real estate, real estate. If I was in the military today, if I could go back in time and say, hey, uh, young soldier, um, <laughs> uh, take your deployment money. Do not buy Dodge Intrepid, Burgundy. Where is the family? Um, buy you a duplex, buy you a triplex, buy you a quadplex, live in one unit, rent out the other. Um, there have been, if you Google this, Amazon, whatever, I can't tell you how many books were written by billionaires. I think there's only, good God, I'd have to Google that one for you. Um, but most of them make their money. You either own a business or you own a building. So I would take some of my deployment money. Um, you don't have to spend it all either. Like if you're going on another deployment um, next year or whatever, God forbid, but it is what it is, um, stack it and invest so you can buy something cash. You can buy a trailer park, you can buy a trailer, you can the, the entire park, right? Buy two acres of land and, and put trailers on them, right? Someone's gotta live there. Um, but rental, pro uh, rental property or real estate is probably my first, second, and third uh, for deployment money. I sometimes sit back and I think about that 15 grand that I blew in 90 days in 2001, excuse me, 2002, after coming back from Afghanistan. <sighs> anyway, so real estate um, is the big one. House hacking, house hack, house hack. So you live in one unit and you rent out the other. 
Cool. So number six on the list is uh, business opportunities. So everybody's always under the, um, a lot of like our older generation, uh, whatnot, your, your parents and your grandparents is real big on, you gotta go to work, gotta go to work, gotta go to work, which is cool. Um, but sometimes like we gotta get out of this mindset of exchanging time for money. Um, so why not use that deployment money to invest in a business, a friend's business, a franchise? I love Smoothie King, don't judge me. Um, why not invest in a Smoothie King? Why not invest in a Subway? So I could take some of my deployment money and, and open up a Jersey Mike's so at least look and see um, if you don't have enough money by yourself, reach out to your battle buddy. Can y'all partner together, start an LLC, LLC between the two of you guys, or the three of y'all, the four of y'all, um, the five of y'all, right? I mean, go big or go home. It's actually a horrible saying, scratch that. <laughs> but your money will only go so far. But if you partner with somebody, establish a business between you two, um, you could take your deployment money and start a business um, there. That way, um, again, you want equity. You want to own something, right? So owning a business or owning a building is definitely something I would do differently. Um, with my deployment money. Um, number seven on the list is community. I can't say this no other way, but iron sharpens iron. Pigeons hang out with pigeons. Eagles hang out with eagles. Uh, flamingos hang out with fle uh, flamingos. If you think about, um, you know, if you're a college football fan, Alabama, Ohio, Clemson, those type of schools have won. Um, their draft is so important, right? They want to make sure that they recruit the top five prospects. It's like, those the best of the best like to push each other so sometimes like when you take the uniform off you might go back to wherever you were you were from right your small town your home or whatever you might be uh reaching for a community like to help you push you pull you but we fail when we take the uniform off because our accountability is not there anymore so sometimes you're going to need a community of people to like push you and hold you accountable, um, whether it be through an entrepreneur group, an investor group, um, a CEO's group. Uh, you know, LinkedIn is great for that. They have little communities like that. But just that whole accountability that the military has is, I mean, it's so hard to find. And I struggled really hard when I first got out because I didn't have anybody um, to kind of push me. I'm like, dude, I'm a soldier. I'm looking for my community and I couldn't find one. Found out, uh, you know, entrepreneur communities online found a group full of millionaires and it was like, oh my God, can't get enough. Um, again, iron sharpens iron. People struggle when they take the uniform off because they wait for instruction. We wait for orders, like we give orders or we follow orders. And then we take the uniform off and we go into the army of one by ourselves. It's kind of like, where's our community? So we struggle, right? We struggle with employment. We struggle with mental illness, depression. PTSD, like, Yo, where's my tribe? Like, find your tribe. Sometimes you're gonna have to pay for that tribe and you should, right? Um, cool, so community is um, so, so important. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, my boy LeBron, never want to ring by themselves. You have to have a Hall of Fame teammates. So find them and invest in them. They will invest in you. Number eight on that same point, this is a sports thing. Jordan, uh, Tom Brady, Alabama, uh, Michigan, Ohio, they all have one thing in common. They all have Hall of Fame coaches. So number eight is find a coach, find a coach, find a coach. Um, take that appointment money and invest it with a coach. Somebody who's gonna push you, pull you um, in the area of your life where you need improvement. 
You may need a coach for your marriage. You may need a coach for your finances. You may need a coach for your personal career. You may need a coach for your self-education or of a professional education. Um, but you'll need a coach like somebody who sees the bigger picture for you. You can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So finding a coach, Michael Jordan wouldn't have won one ring without Phil Jackson, and he didn't, right? Um, if we just look at Alabama, it's no secret, like they keep winning, they have this unbelievable coach, and the players have changed every year for the last 10 years, and one thing that's the same is the coach. Hall of Fame coaches have a Hall of Fame system. Who's your coach? What's their system? Once you decide to get out of the military, because you can't wear the uniform forever. Right? So number eight is I would find a coach, multiple coaches. I think the average NFL team has 19 coaches. You need a coach for every area of your life. Find your coach. Number nine, um, kind of the whole wrap up of this whole list is um, you should use your deployment money to do one thing and one thing only. To ball out on Instagram, no, to build wealth. That's not a racial thing, it's not a religious thing. We live in America, our economic system is known as capitalism. It means anything and everything is for sale. Healthcare is for sale, food, water, it sucks. I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm simply telling you that's what it is. You should use your extra deployment money to build wealth. You do that through ownership. You should own a building or a business before you exit the military. You should own a building, you should own a business before you exit the military. Pausing for dramatic effect. You should own a business or a building before you exit the military. Why? Because you don't own that job, the company does. You don't own that rank, you don't own that uniform. I got a, I got a six-figure job at a, you know, some startup. I got a six-figure job at some government contractor, Lockheed Martin. You don't own that job, the company does. What if you love your job and your company doesn't love you back? What if your company gets bought out? What if your company just goes bankrupt? You have to be able to feed your family, not just your family, but your future family, your kids, your grandkids, right? Um, you know, it'd be awesome to be like, hey, my great-grandkids, grad school is paid for. So we own 10 buildings, we own 10 businesses, we're thriving, we've built our own community. We don't need or want a presidential candidate or governor or mayor to save us. So use your money to build wealth, right? Your money should make money for you, right? And number 10 is legacy, kind of a repeat from this uh, number nine there. Um, some people will say, well, I didn't come from a rich family. Well, a rich family should come from you because you should take your deployment money and use it uh, effectively. And the best way to do that is investing in a business or investing in a building, real estate and business. I don't know anything about business. Cool, we'll take your deployment money and invest in a franchise that's a proven business model. Chick-fil-A ain't never going out of business. The CEO, the founder of Chick-fil-A died a few years ago here in Atlanta. They're doing great, <laughs> right? Hey, they ain't missed a beat. They was open at COVID, got the gloves on, the mask, social distance, they was like, they were still taking numbers. Waffle fries will be up. Thank you for your service. What? So, uh, but legacy, right? You're, how are you making sure that your great-grandchildren will be good? Because life will continue to be unfair. Uh, we got racism, we got sexism, we got ageism. I mean, they will discriminate on your religion, your size, your shape. Uh, 
there's a hundred different reasons for people to discriminate against you. I want you to make sure your deployment money ensures that your family will be okay 50 years from now. They can't do that if you buy a Mustang or Dodge Intrepid. If I had took that 15 grand and invested in Apple stock today, in 2002, do you know what it would be today? That number hurts, but it's real. And I can look at it like it's a very expensive lesson, right? So that's my top 10. Actually, let me pause for a second. Let's add two bonus. We add two bonus, two bonus. Cool. Let me do one more um, before the legacy. Uh, I think the next one too, um, just to consider, I would always save some money. I know we said the number one was, um, you know, saving uh, 20, investing 20% and saving 10. But the one thing when I say save, you never know what the future is going to hold. Some people say you're either uh, in a storm, just getting out of the storm, or heading into another storm, right? So one thing I would always say, in case um, you do exit the military and you have a bachelor's, you don't have a bachelor's, you may need an MBA for a job or position that you want, and maybe just personal satisfaction like I want to finish that MBA um, so looking my using my deployment money as a, to cover a, a cost of an MBA program maybe for my kids or for my spouse spouse wants to go to like law school or something um, saving some of that deployment money for next year for five years or ten years you don't know but like, is there ever a time in your life when you wouldn't need an extra 10 grand or 20 grand or 30 grand ever right so you don't know what tomorrow will bring and, you know, I'm in a position now where I had to come out of pocket to pay for an MBA program versus I had deployment money there, could put it in Apple stock, pay for my grandkids to go to grad school, <laughs> right? But I didn't do that. So think about um, future education goals for you, but your kids as well, and you're, again, like your spouse. So MBA program covering some of that. Everybody I know would want to probably go to an MBA program if, they, if money wasn't an option, right? So the next bonus is to fund your future business. Um, some of you may love a job in the future, you may hate your job, but what if your spouse wants to start a, a company or your kids have a great business idea? Like, could you take the deployment money now and start a business for your kids? Could you fund your, your future business for your children? I personally believe that, again, said this 10 times, say it 10 more, you should not exit the military unless you have a business or a building in your name. So it would be nice to have that startup cash to do just that. So that's my real top 10, uh, what I would do with my deployment money um, if I was still in the military today, how to properly invest and spend it uh, with two bonus points for you. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Richie Thomas and I'm a soldier's coach. I'm reminding you that you are forever a soldier, but you are really a business professional. And I'm saluting your mind, body, and soul. And I would tell you, peace out. But the reality is most of y'all need peace in. Thank you. I'm out.